boom there it is ladies and gentlemen damn we got a good one for you today look attention is the most valuable form of social currency out on the market today and our guest today is going to show us not only how we can grab it use it to our favor but there's so many things changing you're definitely going to want to pay attention to this episode so let's get this one on the road here we go shut up and sit down look a business can give you everything you want in life prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you and welcome to another episode of Business Boss. If you haven't heard before, data is where it's at. In today's episode, we're diving into the world of data and how it impacts your brand. Our guest has revolutionized the way brands access and use data, giving them the power to connect with the right people using relevant insight in real time. So say goodbye to stale, irrelevant data and hello to a smarter, more effective way of growing your brand. Let's welcome to the show the expert in breaking the weak data status quo, Mr. Nick Venencia. Nick, welcome to the program, my friend. Great. Thank you for having me. All right, my brother. I, look, there are so many things that are changing. I want to start off with first the importance of brand, right? So um, I think going forward, brand is going to be way more relevant because of the way things are changing, especially with Google itself, right? People are no longer going to search and get a query of a bunch of possible answers when they can go direct to AI, ask and get the solution that they're looking for. I'm going to ask you this kind of a, as a jumpstart question. What are you doing with data and why is it relevant for what's going on today? Well, I think first off, it's actually super relevant is going back to what you just said. It's about brand. Is that everyone also has a personal brand and we all create data and that actually has value. You know, one of the things I really like to think of is your attention's worth it. You know, it's worth something just like what you were saying before also. And it's unlocking that value is super key. Unlocking that value sounds like it's an easy thing to do, but I don't think most of us quite understand. I mean, we're literally putting a podcast. It's on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. But the truth is I don't really own or know who exactly is listening at any given time, right? You actually don't. In fact, that's what's crazy, unless you're actually going through your log files, in essence, and, and digging through that data. You know, you don't have your hosting platforms that are handing that to you. You don't have any of these platforms that are actually handing you your audience, which is crazy to think that that's the community that you're building. And if you're able to unify and connect that audience, it makes it where you're able to provide more relevant content as well as better serve their needs and make a you know custom tailored show to topics that they care most about. You said community versus a following. I think there's a huge difference. And when you're when you're explaining to me right before the show, we were talking a little bit about the the what you guys are doing for a lot of these social platforms uh, or for podcasts, essentially, when it comes to figuring out who this audience is, how relevant is it for creating community versus just generating a following? 
Well, so you look at a community, it's like an Adam Carolla, for example, on Podcast One. And Adam Carolla has multiple different shows on Podcast One. However, also, if you look at it, it's like Reddit, like that's that's a living mechanism. That thing's a monster beast. And essentially, he's created a following, but it's a community that you're able to bring and bridge together in, in different ways. So like, for example, your YouTube community, that's a following because the YouTube community isn't able to talk amongst themselves. That's just straight following. However, like a Reddit or a Twitter, where it's people who follow you who are actively engaged in dialogue, that is a community. And your listener base should also be a community. And right now, that's something that a lot of podcast hosts aren't able to reach and tap into and have that open dialogue or know who the listener really is. So you guys are here to change that. And this is where the revolutionary aspect of what you're doing is changing the, the landscape for podcasters who are looking to build a community. What is it that you guys do? So essentially for a community, the community is relevant because of the fact is when you know what the community is, what they want, taste preference, it allows the brands then to come in and sponsor with relevant offers for listeners. You're able to start to provide value back to the community. At the same time, you can actually do attribution. You can track when you know someone in your community, so you can reward them in essence, helps drive a conversion or a purchase for a brand, which starts to justify big brands coming into a podcast space and actually advertising at scale. So walk me through this process. So I'm a podcaster. I want to start building a community. I don't want to just be putting out episodes and just gathering a following. I actually want to build a community of people that I can communicate with. What do I have to do? So you first go to dpod.com and fill out the contact us form. And then we would get in touch. We would then evaluate, for example, who are you hosting with? What are your other hosting solutions? We'd also look, how are you running your ads? And what we did with podcast one actually took multiple years to actually be able to do was because we had to build out quote an identity graph. And so what that means then is literally is we're like, okay, listener, 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 here's an IP address. Here's where the location is, is it's a puzzle. And so we work with different hosts and publishers to help them unlock that audience. So it's a multi-step process, which is a lot of times is unique to each individual because of the fact that there's so many different hosting platforms, there's so many different apps. And what we're looking for right now are people interested in having and working alongside us to unify their community that then would allow them to actually have it say, okay, here's the listener and here's the Klaviyo data, their email newsletter, and here's how often they open it. Here's how many clicks. So you can also then start to identify who your most loyal audiences are that are listeners. That way you can best reward them and connect to them and offer them cool you know, add-ons. So you're talking about a way for us as podcast hosts to own our data versus giving it away to all the other platforms. When I use, for example, anchor.fm, it's a free platform, but free isn't necessarily free. It comes at a cost, especially when it comes down to the data and how they're using the data um, and, you know, that sort of thing. So tell me about Podcast One because you've brought it up a couple of times as an example. Walk me through their story and how you've helped them. So podcast one, we actually have an exclusive contract that we were able to sign with them. And the idea was, you know, is trying to actually identify who a podcast listener is because of that deep connection between a podcast host and a listener. 
if we're able to map that podcast listener to their essential, you know, think of it as like share of wallet almost, you know, what they spend on, <clears throat> what they like and do, what they consume, it, it immediately starts to justify brands to spend more on podcasting. And it makes it where then now what happens is podcast one is able to say, hey, guys, here's the top 10 purchases from this show's audience. And, and we can map it to credit cards transactions. So it's like, here, look, here's Hinge, here's Fitbit, here's all these other ones. And that was actually, you know, a campaign and a project that we did with um, with Podcast One. And Hinge was actually the top one on the uh, show that we had uh, identified. So, it, so let me ask you this. You're basically helping give relevance to to and legitimize podcast numbers. Because my understanding, especially early on, even though you have hosting sites that give you metrics, they're not very accurate uh, as far as what those total numbers are. You might have somebody who listens to the show for three seconds and somebody who listens to the show for 30 minutes. Uh, it, it may be a geographical location here and there, but the data that you're getting is not relevant enough for me to say, hey, this is where I need to pull a specific sponsor. But you're saying like, I can easily justify the numbers. So if I don't have hundreds of thousands of downloads, but I have a good conversion rate on my audience, that could justify the means for sponsorships or other sorts of relevant revenue, correct? Host red ads all day. Mm. That's the piece is right there. It's host red ads because of the fact you've identified that you've got a unique niche that's got a 20% attribute or 20% correlation. Why would a brand not come by up the other 80% of that audience? It's much more inexpensive, especially for that brand to go into a direct host when that host has a relationship and a community that is going to buy, right? Because they're already relevant to them. And mm -hmm. so that's actually something that we did with a company called Therabody, Theragun, was we were actually able, since they were a client, where we could actually blindly map internet users. So there's no ad that ran across all the podcast one. And, and we could actually identify, here's a person who's a first time website visitor to Therabody. And here's also happens to be a them showing up in a podcast one podcast listener. And we could see things where it was like, wow, there's over say like 10% of, of, of website traffic listens to this show just blindly. No ad ever ran. Here's 15%. Here's 20%. And, and it immediately justifies for that smaller podcast host to be able to charge a premium for because their body now wants to come in and be like, yo, I'll take the rather 80% all day. Because it's a new interest that they've been able to identify to reach new potential customers. Let me ask you about tracking the show and, and its progress in general. Because I know uh, the way you design a show will modify over time. You start to realize how the intro works for your show. Maybe segments on how you're you're developing the actual the outline of your show. Maybe it's the questions or the type of questions you're asking. And if I had the relevant data and knowing when listeners tend to start, drop off, where they listen to the most and what segments, that would give me a lot of insight into my own show development on top of the revenue aspect. Is that the kind of data we get as well? Correct. Now, the other part of element that you're also missing out on in the data right now that you're not getting that you didn't mention is topics to talk about. What mm. topics are of relevancy? Or what are these people in market for? Or what other unique value props could you present to the listener in that community? What about uh, cross hosts? 
So, for example, oh. like if I, I know in my my shows very much on the entrepreneur space. <clears throat> so if I knew a little bit more on the data of what other hosts are using that are in a similar space, um, that would help with with me understanding what is trending, what's what's going on. I'm assuming that's what you're talking about. The con the, the uh, data coming well, in. Not just that piece, but actually what's even really fascinating, too, is it, what you identified is actually something we did on a brand overlap. That way we could actually see the super brands for the brands, like the two brands to come in and talk, sponsor your show. What you're talking about, yes, we could also do that too, where we would be able to overlay a unified community and say like, here's your attribution, or sorry, here's your percentage affinity to this other audience. Here's the two, you know, here's your circle, here's their circle of audience, who matches? And we can identify that. That way, you know, as a percentage, the lift that you could potentially get from that collaboration. We experienced a huge boom in podcast starts around 2020 when people had a lot of time on their hands. Uh, and now a lot of them are, are going back into that whole pod fade phase where they'll do seven to 12 episodes and then they kind of disappear. I feel like if they had some relevant data about what it is that they're doing, they'd get a little more, uh, I don't know, motivation or, or discipline to kind of fix whatever is going on in their in their show and kind of keep moving forward. What are you seeing? What is the data telling you, especially early on in some of these podcasts? Should these people be continuing and moving forward and pushing on with more podcast episodes? Or do they have like justification for, for, for stopping? Well, I think what's fascinating is that actually is after, you know, majority of podcasts don't go past just a couple episodes. So when you actually have that longevity, it's like you already made it past the hump. And then it just comes down to, you know, dialing down your messaging, kind of like what you were talking about earlier. It's like getting the right show, getting the right hope, you know, people are sorry, guests, getting the right questions. And, and that's where that piece would come in that would then attract the user base back. That is one thing that I see as relevancy over time. But just by getting over the first couple hurdles of having a show, it's like, dude, you guys are already meeting 90% of the market. So how does how does the brand help help us stay aligned that we know who we're listening to? Uh, we uh, we know who's being who's listening to us. We know uh, which which uh, ads or stuff are are converting. How do we how do we use it to kind of stay on topic and maybe scale this to grow forward? Because now you can justify a larger ad spend from the brands. You're actually starting to increase your personal value of that community that you made. I like to think of it a lot as like a podcast community is almost like a like a chili. You know, you you cook a certain type of chili. You're known for a certain recipe. However, each episode has a unique little bit of a blend. It's just a little over or under. You know, you might have, say, you know, on your podcast, you know, it's all business primarily or life focused and comeback stories. So there might be a segment of, you know, the entrepreneur. There might be a segment of the comeback. Each of those correlates still within a business interest. However, each of those have a unique grouping in that essential concoction of that audience makeup. That audience makeup is relevant. And so what we've done with podcast one is we've taken those unique audiences because if it's a unique audience like that, brands would love to reach that type of community. That's real data. That's verifiable data of, hey, here's a person who's interested in this. This allows now brands not to spend on fake bots and fake traffic, but to actually pay podcast hosts and reward them for their community offline. This is mailbox money. Yeah, and, and that reminds me of, of the consumption side, right? So 
you know, we want to grow that community. We want to be able to take advantage of these sponsorships and, and things like that. A lot of that does not necessarily happen on the long form podcast episodes that we have. But like you mentioned, there's different segments that are interesting, relevant within the show. So one of the things that we love to focus our attention on is taking our 30 minute episode and breaking it up into clips that we can then post on social media to attract some more of that attention. The data that we're collecting, does that help us kind of focus in on what clips and segments are actually grabbing that attention and keeping the audience uh, captivated so that we can take that little clip that's grabbing that attention and use it to, to again, ad spend or even on the organic side? Well, see, the thing is already is the problem is, is that you spending against it, not the brand. Wouldn't you rather have a brand passively spend against it, your community, where just because it's that and they use it as a seed audience and let the AI reproduce the audience at scale to make a lookalike. So you're essentially able to extend the brand reach through all this big data modeling. You literally are indexing in real time data because people listen what they're exposed to. You're literally like an oil miner. You're mining the oil. Everyone says data's oil. There you are. The thing is though, is that the people taking it, you know, like you were referencing Anchor or these other platforms or Spotify is because they don't pass back the true value and they keep the audience locked on platform. What we're mm-hmm. trying to do right now is take it where all of these miners, these podcast hosts, all these oil rig guys who are literally mining data gold, data oil, data fuel, internet fuel, AI fuel. And what that is, is audience interest. So what you just talked about on a podcast or someone's been exposed to. So for example, this episode, I'm sure will probably primarily over index with marketing, ad tech, as well as creators who have podcasts on ways to help monetize versus the other ones. Now, a brand can take that segment that grouping of people and say, okay, I want to reach more people like this who are looking to be independent publishers, media companies like this, because they're looking to try to get on a hosting platform. Boom, lookalike audience of that chili concoction that we were able to make from this single episode. And that lookalike audience, are we talking that we can use that for ads or does the platform itself allow us to, does your platform itself allow us to then turn around and remarket to these lookalike audiences? Both. Both sides. Meaning now when you promote the content, it's to a super relevant audience. It's literally to the people that are closest to the ones that you know are relevant. You can't trust Facebook and Google and Meta, you know, to do what's best for you. Why would, why would any of them do that? They own the auction. Their job is to literally go through your budget as quickly as possible to free up more ad inventory while delivering the lowest possible result. Where here, what we can help empower the creator is like, okay, here's the best audience for you to reach so you can attract more listeners. And then to the brand, it's, hey, guess what? Here's a new audience segment that no one's ever has in market. There's no data provider. There's no audience around it. And guess what? It rewards the creator. So how does that work? How does that platform do that? Are we collecting? Is it like a pixel that we're collecting data from? Is it like a, no. is it a, a landing page and an opt-in type thing? How does it work? We're actually looking through the log files. And so we're actually, you know, myself personally, I work with uh, the IAB. We're a member of the IAB, the Internet Active Advertising. And on there, you know, I'm on both the think tanks right now for programmatic advertising and podcasting, as well as podcast identity. 
So what you're hearing right now is the actual challenges that podcasting is an industry trying to solve actually solved. And deeppod.com is the platform that you can go to and it can help let you have that problem solved. Where what we can do is we work into your hosting provider. We dig through the data. We find the unique segments. We map who that listener is to you know, relevant offers for brands. Is there like a a type of podcast, maybe an industry specific, an audience size that we have to have in order for us to be able to use your platform? It's not so much about having specific size. It's more about making sure you start out with the right framework. So if you have, say, just a community of 500 people, it's relevant. If you have a community of 5,000, it's relevant. 50,000, it's relevant. You know, as soon as you get past, say, that 50,000, if you're looking to try and do a lookalike, it's statistically not relevant. Any but reason why why wouldn't it be statistically relevant anymore? It seems like Facebook will create a lookalike audience like super quick, but I'm assuming they're doing uh, it for their favor, not our favor. Correct. Do you get paid? No, I pay. That, you that, exactly. That's what we're trying to change is get you paid, not you paying. So we're trying to change the money flow. The money flow is broken right now, and, mm. and that value exchange is entirely done wrong. Podcasting hosts should be paid premium. And there should be a whole new category of revenue, which is literally data, audience, cultivation, and data. Because these platforms are literally indexing what your people are exposed to and what they watch and retargeting and engaging them. Why do you think if you see something on YouTube, immediately you see an ad on display on a website? That's because they're looking at the consumption of content to determine relevancy. Why can't you as a podcast creator have that same opportunity? And that's what we're here to help them do. So we do things like look at the transcriptions. We identify the relevant topics. We look at best we can position you in the marketplace for maximum value. So right now, you know, we're really looking for publishers as well as brands that are looking to monetize first party podcast data, as well as have attribution or a firm media plan of shows to buy where it's like, Hey, here's a pixel. We'll place a pixel on the brand's website. As it's doing that, literally what we're able to do then is start collecting or, you know, passively as collecting the brand's inbound, say website visitor traffic. We can connect that to who a podcast listener is. And we can say 23% of your audience listens to this podcast. It's deterministic. No question. Here's one-to-one matched 18% here, 2% here. You now empower that brand to want to advertise on air and they will start to pay a premium for it. Now, my experience has always been uh, like it's a step at a time, right? So uh, literally, I was just on a call right before this talking to somebody who I helped set up a podcast and they were talking about how we're we're talking about intros and he's already kind of stepped in a couple holes, made a couple mistakes. And now he's at the next phase where he's like, okay, let me learn this next step. I feel like when, when podcasters start to look at some of this data, they're going to need a little bit of handholding to say, okay, what is the next step? Okay. You've given me relevant information. You've helped me identify, you know, good segments. You helped me identify who's listening. What do I do with it? Do you hold their hand, kind of walk them through what that next step is? We actually, well, this actually sounds like something you and I would want to do maybe is make a course on this. You know, it seems like that's something that needs to be made in this marketplace that we haven't tackled yet is that course framework for podcasting. 
Um, but the next piece that we actually do for that is then put them into audience, literally data marketplaces, exchanges, ad exchanges, where literally right now third-party data from data providers who are literally stealing audiences are profiting. Why shouldn't the creator finally be able to partake in this huge ecosystem? You've got to remember, you don't pay monthly for the internet. The internet's ad-supported. What do ads consume? Audience data. Mm. What do podcast hosts create? Audience data. data. There you go. The fuel of the internet is literally the creator economy. It's that creator who's indexing information, who's not shared in the upside, where it's like now they made a YouTube video that generates a 10 million plus views. Well, Google, that's great. You got some, you got a couple bucks there. But Google at the same time, then they just learned 10 different things about your audience. Are you getting paid on the 10 things they just learned? Because no, now they're going to go run that to 10 other advertisers. No, mm. not fair value exchange. We're trying to reset that entire spectrum and create the first party data economy for creators. How does that shape? How does that change as we enter this new world of AI where Google search is going to be completely drastically changed. They're launching Bard. You got ChatGPT answering questions without giving me links that I got to go do research on. How's that going to change for podcasting and, and content creators? You got to realize right now, there is no one fighting for you guys on that data that's being used. We are trying to fight for you guys to get paid on the usability of it in AI. So if AI is going to learn from it, use it, you guys should get paid. Hmm. And that's literally the creator next war front that's existing to stop letting creators getting taken advantage of. And, and so that's, you know, something right now that we're actively working on. And that's what we're helping unify and help a podcast host identify their audience is because for a chat GPT also to excel, it needs clean data. Mm -hmm. The cleanest data is literally is someone who's expressed interest through listening to something for 30 minutes on a certain topic, you know, sure as hell they're into it. It wasn't just an internet search or an ad they saw or a post they scrolled through or misclicked on. It's like, no, no, this person actually listened for 30 minutes about credit cards and what are the best new offers in the marketplace. That's relevant. Yeah. So if that GBT wants to make relevant content or relevant information, and especially if you have a you know, time decay, Wow, you started to reset the paradigm. Yeah, it's a big shift. I and I and I kind of wonder, like, it's going to be difficult for them to want to let go of that sort of uh, hole that they have letting, on the data mining, right? It's not about letting go. It's about just going and asking. And that's what we come in and help do is help facilitate that. So, like with Podcast One, like, yeah, it took a while, but we got it done. And that's over literally, it's you know, twenty million plus listeners monthly. You know who now these podcast hosts are going to have a revenue share off of this whole new revenue column that never existed before. And right now we're looking for our next partners to bring in. So what are you, uh, so who are we looking for? Identify those person, those, those podcast hosts or, or the Publisher, industry hosting platforms, any of those people, also people with large communities like our, you know, one of the next ones we're working with is actually a YouTube creator, three black dot, you know, they generate over 4 billion views monthly on YouTube. That's massive. Yeah. Can you imagine when you start to unlock all that audience? Wow. 
So what we've worked on and created essentially is where we partner with publishers, we partner with brands, we partner with creators to help them unlock and everyone receive that value exchange for all that hard work that creators doing on the show of indexing data. So what does it look like? What does it look like for a podcaster? What's the time frame? What are they? What can they expect? Well, think of it first. Essentially, it's like it would be a sixty day, where you wouldn't see a lift in revenue because of the fact is okay. We have to first connect your audience, then we need to put it where now brands we can start to map all that to it. That way, what we're doing essentially is mapping your audience to existing brands and different opportunities, and it also depends on the size of your audience. You know, if you're a massive publisher then it's a different story. But if you're a smaller podcast host, independent, you know, or want to have a hosting platform or startup that way, it's essentially, it's about knowing who your customer is on both sides. So it might not just be say a podcast host, but it might be a brand who wants to know more about their CRM data. We would help on that piece too, even where say it's a CRM, sorry, I know I kind of jumped topics here, but it's like a CRM data. It's like right now, all this big data that people are talking about, all this AI, how the hell is a medium sized brand or smaller sized entrepreneur ever gonna be able to go against these colossal giants who can drop big money on data? They can't. Can't. Unless, what, then what we are able to do is, then it's centillion, is, is we actually help enrich that brand CRM data. And then we help partner them with the creators that we have in our network, we're able to say, Hey, here's a creator who has a very high over affinity with your existing audience. Go do a host red ad. Because we're working on both sides this way, we can actually do unit attribution, closed loop. Nick, you're blowing my mind today, dude. Just the opportunity that exists in owning your data, super, super relevant for the industry that I'm in and for a lot of people who are in the creative space, especially when you don't have you know, millions and millions of followers to be able to capitalize on the audience that you do have, super powerful. So as we're running low on time here, one more time, if people want to get started, how do they get a hold of you? How do they do that? Go to deeppod.com and fill out the contact us form. Easy peasy. Any way to contact you? Are you posting anything on social, kind of sharing what's going on as well? Uh, at Nick Venezia on Twitter would be where you could follow me and you could at mention me and I'm happy, you know, I tweet sporadically. I guess is the way to say it. I'm not very active, um, but Twitter at Nick Venezia. Perfect. Nick, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Ladies and gentlemen, data. Data is where it's at. This is, it's the end all be all for those of us who are on the internet. And right now we're losing a lot of that data or just giving it away to some of those big companies. You know what they are? Cause you're literally watching this show on them right now. But if you would like to learn a little bit more about maybe using the data for your own benefit to actually capitalize and grow your business. Make sure you guys go to deeppod.com, deeppod.com, sign up, get a little bit of information. You never know where your brand can go if you have a lot of people behind you and the data is pointed in the right direction. Nick, thank you very much for coming on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Thanks. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast, but not just any podcast, podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to 